that ballad on the gender identity and exchanging of rings under the chuppah, ki yikach ki tikach. So the um, caveat right at the beginning of the shir is that it, it might not be entirely politically correct, uh, but that's the nature of Torah because political correctness changes every... It used to be every few years. Now it's even faster than that. What's politically correct one year is different from before. And the Torah can't change. You can't do that with the Torah. It can't be driven by fads. The Torah is Torah's emis. And as a Torah teacher, my role is teacher, not salesman. My role is to teach emis, to teach truth and Torah to seekers of truth. It's not to sell the Torah to skeptics. And while there's a role for people whose job it is to sell the Torah to skeptics, that's not the role of Abbe Samedrish. Abbe Samedrish is to teach the Torah to seekers uh, of the Torah, and that and that's different. And there's certainly no uh, willingness to adulterate the Torah to make it palatable. We've got to make sure that the way we learn the Torah is modern and relevant and helps us. Yesterday we learned about cryptocurrency and NFTs, and today we're learning about gender identity. These are all very current issues that we can extract principles from the Gemara and use them to, to guide our lives in modern times, but not to allow modern times to change the interpretation of the Torah, not to allow modernity to affect the way we understand the Torah, rather to allow the Torah to affect the way we understand with modernity and the way we deal with modernity. So that's something that we're doing, we're doing all the time. Uh, gender is not about an, how, how it, an individual chooses to identify. Uh, although in Torah we have situations of people who are born with unclear gender. We've got, we've got andrigonus, and we've got tumtum, but these are people who's, who physiologically their gender is unclear. We don't have such a thing as a person is born clearly as a male or a female and isn't quite sure whether they really want to be a male or a female. And that, 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 that's absurdity, that's, that's idiocy, that's madness of our times. It's not something that has a place in, in the Torah. And it's not about an individual's physiology. Gender goes much more than an individual's physiology even. It's about an individual's essence. It's about their feelings. It's about their neshomas, their spiritual beings, the energies with which they engage with the world. There's a male energy and a female energy. And about their respective capacities, there's a male capacity and there's a female capacity. And relationships can only happen between individuals with separate identities. If two people with exactly the same identity got together, there's no relationship. The idea of relationship is it's between people of different identities, and kiddushin is only possible between individuals of separate genders. That's what kiddushin is. Now, marriage, marriage you can define however you want. You want to say a marriage between two men, a marriage between two women, a marriage between a dog two dogs, a marriage between two cats, a marriage between a dog and a cat, between a person and their pet. Fine, define marriage as you want, but it's not Kiddushin. When we're talking about, we're talking about Kiddushin, Kiddushin can only take place between a male and a female, between a man and a woman. And this we see in, in, in our Torah, how much the Torah affirms gender identity. Every morning, So we'll see in the laws of marriage, there's a constant affirmation. Know who you are. Today, people literally don't know if they're Arthur or Martha. It used to be, a, it used to be like a, just a, a saying. You don't know if I'm Arthur or Martha. A sign that you're totally confused. Now, th there's a trend to try and make us accept that not knowing if you're Arthur or Martha is normal. And you can decide if you're Arthur or Martha. It's completely meshuggah. How, how does it work in the, in the Torah? So... 
There are two psukim from which our Gemara learns that money works as a Kenyan for Kiddushin, that you can use a gold ring under the chuppah. Two psukim for that. I'm not going to go into the two into the two psukim, but we're going to focus on the second posuk, which is the same posuk we dealt with throughout Gitti. But it's the first part of the posuk. If a man takes a woman and is intimate with her, then, and it should happen later on, that he doesn't like her anymore because she's behaved in a way that's unacceptable, then they can get divorced. So you see from there, as Rashi explains on Adaf, that means marriage. When you take a woman, it means you take her in marriage. So from there we learn, from the lotion of Kicho, that Kicha means with money. The same is in the case of Sedei Ephron. The field of Ephron was bought by Avraham using money. So, so Kesef is a Kenyan that, that is valid. We discussed yesterday what the word Kenyan means and how it operates. So the Gemara on our Daftalad Amud Bet goes into an analysis. Why do we need two psukim? Why do we have to learn from V'yatsach Yiname in Kasef as well as from Kiyikach Ish Isha? So the Gemara talks, why do we need the first posuk? And then the Gemara goes on and says, If we only had the first posuk and we didn't have ki yikach ish isha, hava amina, listen to this, I might have thought, if she gives the ring to him and is mekadesh him, I might have thought, that would be a good kiddushin. The Gemara is jumping from the, the third or the fourth century right to the 21st century. I might think that one day there will be a situation where women will say, I want to give the ring under the chuppah. I want to say, Why should it be him saying it? There should be, at least let both of us say it. Says the Gemara, I might have thought that's okay. The posik in the Torah is, marriages, he marries her. It's not two people get married. In Hebrew, we don't say people get married. You can't get married. A man can marry a woman. That's all that can happen. Once a man marries a woman, then the woman is married and the man is married. But you don't get married. You marry. Marry is a transitive verb. Man marries woman. That's what happens. That's what we learn from the Bosak. Says Rashi, what might I have thought? And she says to him, I might have thought that if she says to him, be my husband, I might have thought that that's okay. Because, says Rashi, who cares who gives the money? It's, once we know, once we know money affects marriage, effects, not affects, once we know that money affects a marriage, who cares who gives the money? It's only symbolic. So if he gives, she gives, what difference would it make? So she could give the money and she could say, and that maybe would be all right if it weren't for the posuk of Kiyikach Ish Isha. Says Tosfus, she can't say Hitkadeshli because what did Tosfus say on Beis Amud Beis? Tosfus said the word Kiddushin is because Hekdesh. You are asu, you are forbidden to anybody else except me with this marriage. You should know that by accepting my kiddushin, you're becoming forbidden to anybody else, like Hekdesh is forbidden. That, says Tosvus, doesn't apply to the man. The man is not forbidden, Midoraisa, to other women. So how can she say Hitkadesh Li? But that's how Rashi learns it. And Tosvus says it's also not about her giving the money. That doesn't make sense either. either. But maybe he gives the money and she says it. So there are various different scenarios the Gemara is exploring. 
From he gives the, the ring, and instead of him saying, Hare at Mekudeshitli, she says, Hare Ani Mekudeshit Lach, I am your wife. What's so bad about that? He gives the ring, and she says, Hare Ani Mekudeshit Lach, what's so bad about that? Kiyikach, it doesn't work. And, and then we've got Rashi who goes further and said, I might have even thought that if she gives the ring, and she says, At Atama Kudashli, you are you are my husband. I will be dedicated singularly to you. That's what it would mean there. Not that you are Mekudash in the sense that you can't marry anybody else, but you are Mekudash to me. You are my only husband. I will not be involved with anybody but you. That's what it means. I might have thought that that works, says the Gemara. No, Kiyikach Ish Isha, it's got to be her and, and, and not him. So what is, the, let's just look very briefly at the Machlokes, Rashi and Tosfut. Rashi says, even if she gives the ring, if it weren't for Ki Yikach, I would have thought it was okay. Even if she says, Kudashli, I would have thought it was okay if it weren't for Ki Yikach instead of Ki if it wasn't Ki Yikach and not Ki Tikach, I might have thought it would have been okay. Why? Because possibly Rashi learns that in the Havamina, in, in the suggestion that the Gemara is making, if it weren't for the verse of Ki Yikach, I would have thought this could work. Why? Because I would have thought that money was just a symbol. I'm not paying for her. I'm not buying her. It's just a symbolic gesture. And we have a Machlokes, Sma and Taz, in Chosh and Mishpat, the Sma and the Taz are the two most important uh, and original early perushim on the Chosh and Mishpat, on the section of Shulchan Aruch that deals with monetary law. And they were right, they were Talmudim, the Sma was a Talmud of the Ramo. So they were that next generation after the Shulchan Aruch, the Taz is the son-in-law of the Bach who wrote on the Tur. Um, and the Taz also writes on the Tur and he writes on the Shulchan Aruch. So the Taz and the Sma are very powerful authorities on explaining Chosh and Mishpat. And the uh, Sma says, clearly money it doesn't mean symbolic. Because how does it work with Sedei Ephron? When Abraham bought Sedei Ephron, when he bought the field of Ephron, he gave money as, as, as part, at least part payment. Uh, although in the Sedei Ephron, it seems that he gave every penny. He paid in full. And therefore says the Sma, whenever you buy a field with money, it's not a gesture, it's not a symbol. You're actually paying the full price of the field or you're paying a deposit, and the rest of the money is to come. But it's not like Kenyan Suda, like you just use a handkerchief, as we said yesterday. It's actually giving the person the, the, the beginning of the act of payment. That's what Kenyan Kesef is, says the Sma. No, says the Taz. Lo hevanti devarav. You can see that from the case of Kiddushin. Clearly, a man gives a woman a pruta at, at, at the time of Kiddushin. It's not that she's it's not paying for her, one pruta. And even if he gives her a million dollars, he's not saying you're worth a million dollars. It has nothing to do with the value. It's just a symbol, says the Taz. So we have a machloket, sma and Taz, a very important machloket, classical machloket in Choshen Mishpat. Is Kenyan Kesef, Tchilat Piraon, is it the beginning of payment, or is Kenyan Kesef a symbolic act? And the payment is a separate issue. That, that's the Machlokis Taz and Sma, and that might be the Machlokit Rashi and Tosfus here in the Havamina. What did the Gemara initially assume? If it were not for Kiyikach ish, Isha, I might have thought that money is just symbolic, says Rashi. And therefore, who cares whether he gives the money or she gives the money, uh, whether he says it or she says it, as long as somebody says it and there's, there's a formula, 
and somebody does it like, like in modern secular weddings. There's a formula to say, and you say, I do, and you, they give each other rings or whatever it is that they do, and that's, and that's done. So I might have thought the same applies here. It says the Gemara, a man has to do it, not the woman. And according to Tosfus, there was no such havamina that she can give the money. Clearly, he has to give the money. The question was, maybe she can say it. And, and the Gemara comes to the conclusion, no, she can't even say it. This has to be the man's job. Now, there is an amazing and very politically incorrect run in Masech the Nadorim, back in the Dorim, Daf Lamed. We didn't learn this run together when we learned the Dorim. But back on Daf Lamed, the run says, and he's talking about our Gemara here, Kivan Torah amra ki kach ish isha, velo amra ki tilakach isha ish. Since the Torah uses this wording, a man takes a woman, lo kol heimena shetachnis atzma lirashut habal. It's not appropriate for her to be active in the transaction. Yes, she has to agree, but there is a difference between agreeing to a transaction and being a party to the transaction. She needs to agree to the Kiddushin, but she pays, plays zero part in it. All she does is agree. That goes so far, says the run, that as we'll see in the next stuff, if she says, I am Mekudesha to you, it doesn't work. It's not valid. She can't be in any way involved in the action. By agreeing to the marriage, listen to this, agreeing to the marriage, she abandons her ownership of herself in a sense. And she allows herself to be taken by another. It's almost as if Hefke, almost as if she's saying, like an object has no owner, something's been lost, the owner's given up hope, it's lying in the public domain, it's in the street, it's Hefke, whoever picks it up, it makes it theirs. She goes from her own reshut, or if the husband's giving her, the father's giving her away, from the father's reshut, and she allows herself to be available. She makes herself available. That's all a woman has to do, to make herself available. Once she's available, he does everything. Then then he steps forward. He takes the risk of rejection. He makes the investment. He says to her, you are, I want you to be mine. I will protect you. I will love you. I will take care of you. I'm invested in you. I believe in you. As we said yesterday, this is kesef, kisufim. I yearn for you. That's why I'm investing money in you because this money can grow just as I believe we can grow and our family can grow and you will grow. He says all that and all she says is a big smile on her face and she just says, thank you. That's all. There's no participation from her. The Baal brings her into his home. He brings her in. This is an act of man to woman. And therefore, Kiddushin is only looked at from the perspective of the man's role because he has that role. Now, to understand that, that, that dominant role of the male in the Kiddushin, the chuppah is different, by the way. The chuppah is together. Re'im ahuvim and chatan v'kala and kolsim sason v'kolsim cha. The chuppah is coming together as a unit. The Kiddushin, the giving of the ring, the erusin, is the k'yikach ish isha. This is what the man does. The woman's doing nothing. And that's how it needs to be. Now, to understand that, you've got to understand the second words in the, in the Pasuk. 
If a man marries a woman and has intimacy with her, and what happens if he hasn't yet had intimacy with her and he wants to divorce her, he still has to give her a get. What is Ba'ala? Ba'ala means she be, he becomes her Ba'al, she becomes her husband. It's so sad that in modern Hebrew they're stopping to use the word Ba'al because it's infradig for the woman. She doesn't have a Ba'al, she doesn't have a master, she has a Benzug. She has a, a partner. That means destroying the whole understanding of that word Baal. Because Baal doesn't mean a master in the sense of a boss. That's not what Baal means. Baal is in the sense of a Baal Chesed. What does a Baal Chesed mean? I've mastered Chesed. What does a Baal Midos mean? I've mastered Midos. I've mastered a Baal Menagen, a master of song, a master of music. That's what mastery means. It's about mastery, not mastership. That and he becomes the master of her. He knows her so well. He knows how to protect her and relate to her. He knows how to nourish her. He knows how to make her happy. He knows how to please her. He's a Baal Isha. He is a master of his wife, a master husband. That's Baala. The first step of being a master of something is investing in it, choosing it. You become a Balmanagan if you choose music as your career. You become a Balmidus if you've chosen Midus. You become a Bal Chesed if you've chosen Chesed. And you become a Bal Isha when you've chosen your wife. And therefore there has to be, and that's why the din is that when it comes to a husband, to, to choosing a wife, you don't even have to listen to a parent. A man has to choose his own wife. Nobody can tell him who to marry. There's got to be Bechira, there's got to be choice in that, because that's what Uva Allah means. That's what it means to then master the wife. And therefore, in the marriage, we in, in, this, in this modernity way of eh, man and woman and exchanging rings and he and she, it just adds to the gender confusion, to the not knowing who's Arthur and who's Martha. Martha Arthur marries Martha. That's what happens under the chuppah and in terms of the kiddushin, because that's mastery. Mastery is, I choose you because I'm crazy about you. I yearn for you. I want you. What about her? At this point, she's passive. Later on, she becomes much more active. But at this stage, she is just delighting in the fact that this man who she so admires, because if she doesn't admire him, she shouldn't be marrying him, this man who she so admires has chosen her and wants to master her, wants to get to know her like a man, like a musician knows his instrument. Like, a, like a, a violinist knows his violin. That's how this man wants to know this woman and to be her Baal. That's what it means. And therefore, says Rabbi Moshe Feinstein in, in Eben Oezer, Chelek Dalet, these the rabbis that allow exchanges of rings under the chuppah, and they're just adopting things from the modern world. They, they're confusing the whole, the whole situation, and they can invalidate the marriage. It says, if you do do an exchanging of the rings because you have to, it's best not to do it at all. It's a really bad thing to do. If you do do it, make sure it's at the end of the ceremony when everything's over and the rabbi has to announce this is not part of the ceremony. This is just an act of love. And she can't say anything that sounds like it is part of the ceremony because exchanging rings, says Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, can undo the kiddushin altogether. This is not about exchanging rings. This is about Arthur marrying Martha. It's not about Arthur and Martha marrying each other. That's not what Kiddushin is. And, and this is just a, a, a point to bear in mind. We see this happening today, and this is part of, a, of cultural appropriation. You see the goyim do something that seems cute, and you adopt it because it seems cute and romantic without realizing it's against the Torah. This is not our authentic being. This is not authentic. 
A wedding where you exchange rings is not authentically Jewish. It's not a Torah wedding. You're damaging authenticity. Why do it? And it's because we do it in all parts of our lives. We appropriate customs from other kehilas. Ashkenazim see this fadim do something nice. So they, in their weddings and their shuls, they start doing the same thing. It's so cute. Wrap each other in the talus and that's what the fadim do. Why not do the same thing? Because it's not your tradition. That's why. It's not authentic to where you come from. It's not authentic to who you are. The Hasidim dance and sing in a certain way. Let's sing and dance like Hasidim, but you're not a Hasid. It's not authentic to who you are. And one has to understand authenticity means being who you are, not just since the day you were born or since 1948. Authenticity means being who you are and true to who you are for the last generations, for the way you've been brought up and raised in Torah and in, in Yiddishkeit. That's what being authentic is. And to appropriate customs from other kihilot and certainly from the non-Jews, completely adulterates the authenticity of Torah and the authenticity of our Yiddishkeit. And Rabbi Moshe Feinstein warns about the validity, never mind the authenticity, of such marriages. Because as we learn in our Gemara, the essence of, of Kiddushin is ki yikach ish isha velo ki tikach. The man marries the woman. The woman doesn't marry the man, nor do the man and the woman marry each other. This is a masculine action at this particular time It's the man who marries the woman who brings her in and wants to master her in a way that an artist masters his art. The husband wants to master his wife.